Hello, it's Friday the 17th of February and welcome to the Better Business Show, Friday 5 with me, Tom Idle, and joining me on the other side of the internet over there in the Netherlands, it's Alison Azaria. Alison, how's it going? Hi, pretty good. How are you? <laughs> yeah, not too bad. How's your week been? Uh, week has been pretty good. Uh, it's been raining a bit, so just staying home, hang out. Staying dry, good. Yeah, staying Listen, dry. Thanks for stepping into the breach once more. Uh, not sure what Vix is up to this week. Um, do you know, do you have any idea? No, I don't know. I think no, she might be, yeah, yeah very having good. a way, yeah, weekend well, or thank something. you. Thanks for being there. We're back to give you our top five stories from the past week. Uh, all the happenings and goings on from across sustainable business. So, Alison, this week we're going to be talking about uh, the finance sector putting pressure on the G20 governments to get out of fossil fuels. We're going to be talking about Ivanka Trump's untraceable clothing line. We're also going to be talking about her father, whose latest efforts to reverse the, the climate change uh, work of the EPA is in full swing. We're going to be talking about Walmart uh, getting in touch with its science-based targets and we're also going to be talking about the UK's National Trust, which is going through something of a, an energy revolution right now. Um, so let's do it, Alison. Uh, at number five this week, number five, uh, I'm increasingly turning to ED.net for my news these days. They're so doing a great job, guys. Um, but this is the news that the financial sector is calling on G20 governments to sever ties with the fossil fuel sector as 16 major companies with assets under management worth $2.8 trillion signed a joint statement for governments to phase out subsidies by 2020. So you've got companies like Aviva and Aegon and Legal in General are among these 16 companies that have highlighted the risk that continued government support towards fossil fuels will have on the finance sector. Uh, the statement calls on G20 governments to set a clear deadline by 2020 at the latest for the phase-out at the G20 summit, summit in Germany in July later this year. Um, so the timing of the statement, which came out on Wednesday this week, is fairly strategic. Uh, G20 foreign ministers are meeting in Germany uh, this week uh, and they're discussing how nations can really sort of collaborate to address global challenges. Obviously, climate change being a massive, big, fat one of those. Uh, but a, a number of these companies have got previous on this. In 2016, Aegon announced its decision to divest away from coal mining, and the firm's global head of strategy and sustainability, Mark Van Weed, claimed that support of the statement will help raise awareness about the impacts of fossil fuel subsidies. Um, the G20 has made numerous pledges since 2009 to phase out inefficient fossil fuel subsidies over the medium term, but financial firms uh, have continuously penned statements to the government's calling for tangible action. So it's, it's really, really good to see this happening. And the finance companies, are, you know, with massive, massive uh, amounts of money under their control, uh, have a real big role to play here. So it's really, really good. So that's number five. Number four this week, Alison. Number four is the Ivanka Trump's brand's untraceable supply chain. A nonprofit consumer education organization called Project Just published a deep dive investigation into Ivanka Trump's clothing line. And what did they find? Nothing. And some of you may know, earlier this month, one of the biggest American chain of luxury department stores, Nordstrom, has announced that they would be dropping her clothing line next month with many suspecting that is in protest of her father, uh, the, the president of the United States, Donald Trump's policies. Now, as we can see that uh, an untraceable supply chain is not really going to help her, her brand either, with five researchers working in six countries over uh, the course of the month, uh, and despite contacting spokespeople, sales reps, and brand employees, Project Just discovered 
no cl- no code of ethics, no sustainability reports, no human rights policies. Uh, a shipping list pointed to factories in China and Indonesia, but no factories were at that address. Uh, at the addresses, and calls to the phone numbers listed were unanswered. Um, and the the 12 employee business offers paid maternity leave to new mothers. But revealed no policies ensuring fair wages, safe working conditions, or healthcare to the women working at other level of manufacturing, despite Ivanka Trump's emphasis on empowering working women. Right. Yeah, it's a story that's that's been doing the rounds all week.、Uh, we have、uh, an interview with the founder of Project Just on the show on Monday. Natalie Grillon joined me.、Uh, I recorded an interview with her last night. So. Uh, yeah, plenty more on that if you're interested on Monday's show.、Uh, Ivanka Trump and her、uh, dodgy clothing line,、uh, such a lack of traceability going on, which is, you know, is、uh, to be、uh, to be fair, is is not uncommon. Let's face it.、Um, so yes, from Trump to Trump,、uh, I woke up to news this morning of yesterday's extraordinary press conference with Mr. Donald Trump. Um, so more Trump news today, and this is from environmental leaders、uh, in what is、uh, a, thir- a further rebuke of the Obama administration. President Trump is expected to sign executive orders to curb the environmental work of the Environmental Protection Agency in the U.S. The orders will be signed shortly after his nominee Scott Pruitt to be the agency's administrator is confirmed by the U.S. Senate.、Uh, Inside EPA reported this week that a source told it the impact would suck the air out of the room. Uh, a bigger question, though, to what effect this would have on American industry? The answer, it would appear, is hardly any at all. Reports environmental leader, and that's because 365 businesses have already written the president and implored to stay on track to help the country meet its climate obligations under the Paris Accord.、Um, so there's, there's big moves across the U.S., but you know a number of big businesses are sort of standing firm on this.、Uh, Trump said he opposes the Clean Power Plan, which was obviously、uh, Obama's big kind of regulatory statement a few years back. Um, so the, th- the whole thing continues to rumble on, but、um, executive order after executive order, and this time the EPA under threat. So that's number three this week.、Uh, mm. Number two, Alison. Number two, Walmart introduces science-based targets. Joining Tetra Pak this month, we see Walmart introduces a list of sustainability initiatives, including a set of science-based targets. To recap, the science-based target targets initiative is a partnership between CDP, UN Global Compact, WRI, and WWF, which helps companies determine how much they must cut、uh, emissions to prevent the worst impacts of climate change. Targets are considered science-based if they're in line with the level of decarbonization required to keep global temperature increase below the two degrees Celsius compared to the pre-industrial temperature. Walmart is the first retailer with an emissions reduction plan approved by the science-based targets initiatives. Especially, Walmart will power half of its operations by renewable energy, by renewable sources by 2025, reduce its absolute scope one and two emissions 18% by 2025 from 2015 levels. Work with suppliers to reduce CO2 emissions from upstream and downstream Scope Three sources by one million metric tons between 2015 and 2030.、Uh, under the、uh, approved plan, Walmart will use a combination of energy efficiency measures together with commitments to source half of the company's energy needs from renewable resources to achieve an 18% emissions reduction. 
in its own operations by 2025. Additionally, Walmart will work with suppliers to reduce emissions by 1 gigaton by 2030, equivalent to taking more than 211 million passenger vehicles off the U.S. roads and half and highways for a year. It's good stuff. And another yep. bold move by Walmart. Always good to see. Uh, and I thought we could end with a bit more positivity. So number one this week, we're going to be talking about the, the National Trust, uh, which is continuing something of a march towards self-sufficiency in terms of energy, uh, producing 12% of its heat from on-site renewable energy sources last year, four years ahead of Britain's national renewable heat targets. Uh, and that is a lot more significant than it might seem, actually. The National Trust, for those of you that, that are tuning in from outside the UK, may not be familiar with them. Uh, essentially, it's an organisation that owns and runs many of Britain's oldest and most impressive historic buildings. Uh, and these are buildings and sites that are protected often. So, you know, retrofitting with new clean energy technologies to work with them is not, not easy, but they're doing it. And the organisation has drastically reduced its reliance on oil consumption with a 50% drop on 2009 levels. Uh, at the end of the year last year uh, and the figures were revealed to ed.net this week by Nigel Blandford who's the the organization's uh, sort of lead on all things heating uh, helping to deliver the organization's 35 million pound renewable energy investment program Blandford and his team are capitalizing on a key opportunity to lower their energy costs while reducing emissions in the shift from oil to renewables uh, particularly on site and you can imagine that the heating costs for, for some of these buildings as well as i say often listed uh, the now the trust now spends nearly six million a year on heating and powering all of its sites uh, and that's offices and the historic houses and their visitor centers and all that type of thing but six million pound a year so substantial substantial amount and obviously they're doing something about it they've already uh, more than 140 renewable energy systems in operation on their sites across England, Wales and Northern Ireland. Uh, 2.3 megawatts of capacity heating and over 1 megawatt of electricity generation. Uh, they're using a, a variety of kind of different techniques, micro and small scale energy schemes using wood and fuel and um, solar, heat pumps, hydro, wind. They're, they're experimenting with all sorts. Uh, and they're, they're trying to get to this target to produce 50% of the, all their energy needs from renewable sources by 2020, which, again, is not, not that far away, a couple of years away now. So, um, yeah, loads of great stories involved in the National Trust case. So if you're interested, if you're inclined to do so, then do check them out. Um, but that's it. That's it for our Friday Five, Alison. Um, how do you think it went? I think it went... Are you, are you asking me now? <laughs> yeah, definitely asking you. How do you think oh, it went? Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's. I think I could could have done better. Uh. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll be back again on Monday, as I say, with Project Just. So if you're interested in that Ivanka Trump uh, clothing line story, then more of that on Monday. Uh, so look out for that. Alison, yeah, have a great weekend, and uh, we'll do it all again soon. Uh, but everyone out there, have a great week. <laughs> <laughs>